I got to tell you about MyBookie.ag. They've been in the business for years. Their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payout. Seriously, it's just two business days. Go to MyBookie.ag, enter in promo code WCE100. They'll give you a 100% match on your first deposit. You're doubling your money right off the bat. It's no different from betting in a uh, glitzy Las Vegas casino, but you can do it right from your smartphone. Trust me. Go to mybookie.ag to place your bets. Tell them the guys at Winning Cures Everything sent you by using promo code WC100. Get over there. Get the best odds anywhere. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at ChrisBGiannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from WinningCuresEverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Winning your everything. Here are your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 136. This is the Tuesday, September 26th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. It is the college football and NFL recap show. Um, you know, Chris, I hadn't even thought about the NFL recap part. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through We can look at the scores. And we can figure it out. <laughs> well, let's go on and start off with uh, with college football. Um, pretty busy weekend, really. Uh, interesting. You know, it, you didn't have a lot of ranked matchups, only two. And the best game of the night was not a ranked matchup. And I guess you could call it the best game of the night. I think it definitely was. Let, let's kick off with that. Penn State, Iowa, is that what we're referring to? Yes. Okay. Let's, let's go on and start with that. So... Penn State 21, Iowa 19. Iowa scores 12 points in the fourth quarter. Got a 35-yard Akram Wadley touchdown uh, run to go up 19-15 with a minute 42 left in the game. Uh, Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley took the team down the field. And Penn State, McSorley, threw a seven-yard touchdown pass to Jawan Johnson on fourth and goal on the last play of the game. You can't get any more nail-biting than that. It was an absolute heartbreaker for Iowa. Yeah, it really was. I mean, they they played great defense. That I mean, they they were awesome. Now, there's not much that you can do with Saquon Barkley. Penn State was the two-headed monster in this game. McSorley was uh, 31 of 48 for 284 yards with a mm. touchdown and a pick. Not great, but all right. Not, I mean, Man, he almost was, you, you two two heads. One head substantially bigger and better than the other one. When the one head that you're talking about, though, the beast. Saquon the, and Barkley. As as solid verbal calls him, he is the. Uh, the game genie, yeah, you know, like you remember that for Nintendo yes, way back when. Yeah, yeah. It gives you all the cheat codes. Exactly, he's the yeah. cheat code, right? Yeah, so he's the glitch in Madden. Barkley had 28 carries for 211 yards and touchdown, along with 12 receptions for 94 yards. He had three kick returns for 53 yards. That, my friend, is 358 all-purpose yards. I the beast. I feel like this is probably an overstatement, but I'm gonna just do it anyway. In a world in which we just assume the Heisman Trophy is going to a quarterback, we need to stop that assumption immediately. Because this guy is, without question, the best player in college football. And yeah. I don't know that the second-place guy is close. And don't give me Sam Darnold bullshit either, because I've watched him play too much already, and he is not really impressive. But well, what about your boy Lamar Jackson? Lamar is not close. Not not in this right so you now. you don't think anybody's close to this I don't kid. know that anybody is close. All right, listen. What this 
what Barkley did in this game was unworldly, and they barely won the football game. He literally carried this team on his shoulders for the entire 60 minutes, and everything that positive happened happened because of him. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. This this is one of those situations where this was the first real test for Penn State. And I thought they were a complete team. No, I was wrong. I was wrong. They're not a complete team. No, they just they, got some really good players. They are a team with a dude that is the biggest dude on the playground. <laughs> I love this guy. That's exactly what he is. He's, no, I don't know any other way to describe him. He's a freak. And, and he's not a freak like the way Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson were freaks. But but what he does on a football field for that team, what he does against his opponents is absolutely breaks their will. There is no way to defend him. There is no way to stop him. There is no way to contain him. Is James Franklin – so we talked about this uh, – The luckiest son of a bitch alive? Well, yeah. 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 And so we he talked, sure is. We talked about this with, uh, with Clay Helton, right, USC's coach. Yeah. Like, is he this good or is it just because he's got that guy? That kind of talent. I, it, I, I, it, I joke about James. I, I think he's a really good coach. I mean, he took Vanderbilt to two nine-win seasons. Yeah, that's right. Like, that's no, insane. He did a lot with very little talent here in Nashville. Here in Nashville. In, in Nashville. But – and I think he's a good coach. Did he recruit Barkley? And is this guy absolutely changing – the the landscape of college football, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. So Penn State gets the win, 21 to 19. They remain undefeated. Iowa takes a loss, uh, but looked really good in the process. I, I think that it is safe to say that that game against North Texas, where they didn't look too good the week before, they were gearing up for this game. Uh, maybe, but this is all we've seen them do this at night. The right. next noon game that they play, bet against them. They're not going to look like this all year. All year, they're just not. I think they got a good defense. A really good defense and Akram widely, but that's that's is, Iowa football. Yeah. Oh, I know. Their running back it's, is awesome. It's really, I, I it's think, really ugly. Uh, it's it's really kind of. Uh, we're just this new quarterback, Stanley. I love Stanley. And like he can play quarterback. He he could play on my team any yeah. day. Yeah. Um. So I think Iowa's got a pretty good football team. I don't think they're great. They're obviously no. not world beaters, no. but I think they're I think they're pretty good. Uh, next big game, Georgia 31, Mississippi State 3. Mm. We were way off on this one. Yeah. Way off. But it, it's it's what I told you last week where I said, I am scared to death this of this game. Down. This isn't a letdown. See, what you thought they were going to be it's, is a I letdown. Don't, I don't think it's a letdown. Here's the letdown. Look, I'll tell you this. So, Saturday, I was with my dad watching Alabama Vanderbilt, and then we kind of flipped around to whatever yeah. else. Yeah. Um, but he told me before the Georgia game, he said Georgia is going to boat race Mississippi State. And I said, why on earth do you think that? But I, I know that he's watched State this year. He said Nick Fitzgerald cannot throw the ball well enough to keep Georgia secondary honest. Show enough. Show enough. Fitzgerald, 14 out of 29 passing for 83 yards with two picks. State was able to run the ball somewhat. Turnovers killed them. Sure wish your dad would have told us that before we bet a lot of money I know, on Mississippi right? State. I know. Like help help your boys out. <laughs> if you got if you got knowledge that you see, hey, you dummies are wrong. I, I, I've been told I'm wrong a lot. Oh yeah, a lot. I, I, I'd, I'd probably listen. There are times that he's wrong about some of these things, but he he did point out Kirby Smart has been able to defend Dan Mullen's offense forever. He yeah. knows exactly how to do that, and he's got players at Georgia. I think it is 
As it, opposed to when he was at Alabama, I get right. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, but it's the same I, thing, okay. right? Okay. I mean, you'd see. I'm just messing with you. Is, is Georgia the second best team in the East? Well, or not the East, but in yeah. the SEC? In the SEC. Oh, yeah. I don't even think it's close. Like, we need to stop having this conversation. Like, who's the second best team? Yeah, it's Georgia. It's Georgia. We can stop And, and you, didn't, you didn't think that initially. No, 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 no. They've always had the second best talent. I, I just don't believe in smart. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. Smart goes into UT this week. We're going to pivot at some point. We're going to cover those games. Right now it's recap. When Smart goes into UT and blows out Tennessee, I believe. If he goes into UT and gets beat by a piss-poor Butch Jones coached football team, then then I'm right. Then we have to have a whole other conversation. Then then I'm I'm standing here saying I'm right. Yeah. No, you're, you're... Because right now I haven't seen him do that. Correct. So he'll he'll get his chance this weekend, but he, he can't beat two of the worst coach teams in the league. This game that have comparable talent than him. This game does a lot to tell you about other teams, right? So Georgia yes. barely beats Notre Dame on the road, oh. and then Notre Dame comes in and and pretty much mm. beats up on Michigan State. Michigan right? State's just not good anymore. Exactly. Don't, don't, don't we're not going to beat up on Dantonio. You're, you're just going to no, do me that. You're going to do me that favor. That's up. I know. I think he's a great coach. He's a good man, but. It, He's a good are, man. He was a good coach. He's a good man. Times are different now. Time, no, they're uh, right. So, so Notre Dame, I think, is actually probably pretty good. Mm. LSU, had we seen the LSU-Syracuse game, and we'll get into that later, I don't think LSU is very good no. because they got steamrolled by State, and State just got steamrolled by no. Georgia. And it, you can't obviously do this all the time because there's matchups and whatnot, but if you just look at those teams, it kind of gives you an idea of everything else, right? So, all right, let's move off of that one. TCU and Oklahoma State. All right, so I I, I was owe, way off on this. I owe an apology. I think so we I, all owe an apology. So I so I picked TCU to win the Big Twelve this year before the season started, and then I got enamored with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. and Oklahoma State, and I just forgot. I, I literally took Gary Patterson, put him in the corner, and said, well, you, "You just sit right you there." You didn't forget about him. You saw how dreadful they looked against Arkansas and we didn't have a whole lot of faith in Arkansas. I just kind of dismissed him a little and I shouldn't have done that. I have been on the Gary Patterson boat since they were still the Conference USA. Okay? I I have been on this ship for so long. And you wanted Patterson at LSU. Yes. No, I was was a big advocate for saying hey, let's go get this guy. I'm I'm a I just I've always believed him. When TCU was in the Conference USA, I love this man. And something happened midway through this year. It wasn't just the Arkansas game because they've had ups and downs at TCU. It was just – I just kind of was like, maybe I'm wrong. You know what? I'm not. I'm not wrong about him. I shouldn't have put him in the corner. I shouldn't have forgot about him. He is one of the top five coaches in college football. Yeah. And he's able to recruit kids to a small Christian school in, of course, Fort Worth, Dallas area of Texas, which is – probably the best place in the world to recruit talent. But yeah, but you got four thousand schools trying to that's, recruit. It. That's right. You're recruiting against everybody there and you're the smallest campus, you're the smallest school. You probably are the the hardest school to get into. Yeah, but you got the most money. But you've got money and nobody knows how much money you have because you're a private school. And exactly. so none of this stuff is public documents. And he, he's really a good coach. And they Worked Oklahoma. They went into Stillwater and they dominated this game from start to finish. And at no point in time did Oklahoma State feel like they could take it away. At the fourth quarter, Oklahoma State scored, and it was like, okay, they're within reaching distance. And then, and then, and then boom. TCU said, no, no. So I'm going to make early, a statement early in that game. I okay. will say this: early in the game, um, 
TCU had held on to the ball for what was it like twelve oh. of the first thirteen minutes or whatever, and they um, only kicked yes. two field goals, and then boom, uh, Mason Rudolph State comes scores. out and throws like a ninety-yard touchdown. That's pass. right, and they're down and, by one. And then you're thinking they dominated this first quarter and they're still down. Mm-hmm. Like the, but I felt like the game was still in their control because at every level of the game they they were dominating. So here's. I'm going to make this statement about TCU that I'm really good at making. I've made it my entire life about LSU. I think they're a quarterback away from a national championship team. That's uh, okay. Here's my thing. Because I, I do don't not trust, believe in Kenny I, Hill. I don't trust Kenny Hill. No. TCU's defense, though, 100%. Like, they gave up yardage, but they bottled up Justice Hill about as much as you can do. They won't had, play like, an offense that good the rest no, of the season. He, Justice Hill had, like, what, 25 rushes for 104 yards, whatever, so about four yards of carry. Um they got Rudolph to throw two picks. They grabbed another uh, pick on a pass from uh, who was it? it was, yeah, McCleskey, yeah. one of the wide receivers, I think. Uh, TCU capitalized on Ohio State's lack of defense. Basically, look, their running back Darius Anderson. He ran twenty six times for one hundred sixty yards. Kenny Hill even was pretty efficient. Twenty two out of tw- uh, thirty three. He did some Kenny Hill things. He yeah. turned the ball over. Two hundred twenty eight yards, one touchdown, one pick. Yeah, TCU was efficient enough to win the game. Like check check out this stat. All right, and this is on your boy Patterson, right? Yeah. Last three times they've had losing seasons under Patterson. The next season, they have been absolutely dynamite. Two thousand four, they went five and six. Two thousand five, they went eleven and one. Two thousand thirteen, they went four and eight. Two thousand fourteen, twelve and one. Probably should have been in the playoff. That's the year that they stomped on Ole Miss in the uh, the Peach Bowl. Two thousand sixteen, should have won. Should have played for the national championship that yeah. year. Yeah. Um, 2016 went six and seven. This year, they are four and zero with a 21 point win at Arkansas and a 13 point win in Stillwater. That's pretty big. I I think this is a good team, and they got a week off this week. Then they get West, West Virginia, Virginia coming into TCU. I don't think they play Oklahoma until later in the season. I think that's November. Yeah. So that, that they, that's going to be a tough game. I don't know where they play it. Don't know that it matters. This team can travel. This team can play. They're yeah. good. They they really are. They're they really, really good. Are. So the question I want to ask is, I don't know. We'll we'll get to it in the recap. But but first thing I did when I saw you today was is can A and M take TCU? Can can A and M take Gary Patterson away from TCU? I'd say no because I don't think Patterson wants to deal with the pressure. At TCU, you can have four and eight seasons, and you don't feel pressure. I understand. At A&M, you have one four and eight year, done. But the difference is is I don't think if you can get talent like A&M can get talent and you have the recruiting facilities and all of that that A&M has. What if he doesn't like to recruit that much? I don't think – well, that's different. I don't know that about him. But I don't think he has four and eight seasons at a place like AM. I, I don't think that I don't he has think to, that that's an option. I, I don't, don't think, think that, that he has to go out and really work his rear end off recruiting for TCU. Like I think they get some good guys and whatever, and he's got but, his but loyal never, staff that's but with him. They're never top ten recruiting classes in the country. Like no. they're never like he doesn't what would happen if he got a top ten class at a big school? You're talking about jumping from the Big Twelve to the SEC though. into the SEC West. And I, I'm with you. I still think that he is a hell of a coach, and I think he'd be great. I think he would be fantastic. I don't know what's in his mindset. You're right. It's easier at TCU because there is no pressure. No. Like, you're, he doesn't have to worry about it. 
And he's I, already making uh, no, no, the money, over five the, million. The money's a year. not there. Yeah, the money's not an issue. So A and M would, would it, have to pay. It would what? be a thing. Do you want to have a top five recruiting class and see what you can do with that? And, and if I, you do that, are you willing to go out and get guys that can go get players? Get, get players. Yeah. Can you recruit if you have to? Because right now he obviously doesn't really recruit well, but he doesn't have to. No. He gets guys that fit his system, and then he coaches them up. Man, now you're talking about the definition of coaching guys up. Yeah. This dude takes three-star athletes and turns them into five-stars when they leave. Yeah. Oh, it's 100% true. I can't believe I forgot about him. I can't believe I kind of downplayed him and poo-pooed him this year. Shame on me. He's unbelievable. Well, let's let's talk about more doubt. <clears throat> we all doubted Cole Kublik, especially after week one. Yeah. NC State <laughs> lost to South Carolina 35-28. But... <laughs> If you go back and look at the stats, they outgained South Carolina like crazy. They lost the turnover battle. They lost the special teams battle. That's how South Carolina won that football game. But those are two. It's okay. It, it's two. It's two very big those parts two, of the ball game. I hate that people just crap on South Carolina no, by saying. Crapping, oh, I know you're not, but I've listened to so many other talk radio people, and I've read too many articles where people crapped on South Carolina because they won their first two games of the season and they were outgained by them. How many times did we watch uh, Virginia Tech? Vitek, when they won national championships, get they, out game, but they played Beamer ball. I don't think they've won a national championship. Whatever. They played but, in big national they, they games, and they were, they were top yeah. five school in the country, and they did it by, quote, unquote, Beamer ball. I'm Playing big special I, teams I, and taking the ball away. I'm not crapping on South Carolina. Okay. I completely so let's, understand. Let's I'm understand saying, that's not a negative side of the game. No, it's not a you negative you got to do that to win. I'm saying that, that NC State is actually a pretty good football team. Yes. That's where I think, I'm going. I, th- I do think they're a because better team than we have Everybody given wrote them off because they lost to South Carolina because the expectations for South yeah. Carolina were not big. Because they so, lost to Will Muschamp and nobody respects him. But you'll get some respect with this. That's right. 27-21. In Tallahassee over Florida State. And look, at no James point Blackman, in time were they really in threat of losing this game either. No, they, this they was, dominated. This was TCU 2.0 on the road, and, and at every point of the facet of the game, they just controlled. Now, Florida State was at a disadvantage in this game. I'll admit that. James Blackman, he looked like a freshman. He, that dude is wiry. Did you watch any of this? He's not going to play. Yeah, he's not going to play very long. No. That guy's, what, like 180 pounds? I mean, he's going to yeah, get hurt. 6'5", 175 pounds, When I he think. plays Clemson, when oh, he plays, gonna... do they play Vitek? They have to play Miami. They'll play Florida. Florida's got some hitters on defense. Yeah, they. they he'll he'll get, I would imagine, I guess that'd be my guarantee, is he will get hurt at some point. Because That's this sad, offensive though. line is not good. see that. No, we don't want to see it. But that offensive line is not good. No. And... It, it, they might be okay against, you know, they play Wake Forest this weekend. They might be okay against a team like that. But against really good teams that have good edge rushers, they're in trouble. They're in a lot of trouble. So, this was Florida State's uh, second time playing this season. They are now 0-2. First time they've been 0-2 since 1989. Unbelievable. You remember who they lost to? Like, And this is a, a fun stat. 1989, they lost to Brett Favre in Southern Miss. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I so, didn't um, So, yeah, they NC State, I think, is legit. NC State gets Clemson at home. Um, you know, I think I think NC State is an ACC contender. Uh, I mean, it's tough. Like, I, I like the quarterback. I mean, they're an ACC like the contender line. the way Auburn's an, AC, an SEC contender. Like, yeah, they're undefeated still, and, yeah, they got a shot. I, I think they got more than a shot. I think this is a really good team. A really good team. They have built up a, a – their depth 
is really impressive. Okay, I like them. I don't like them that much. I'm not saying they're going to win the conference or anything like that. I think that they will be a spoiler. I think when teams that have special playmakers play them, I think they get beat. Yeah. And that's the difference. Florida State doesn't have anybody that jumps off the field right now that says, I'm special. I am the best player on the field. When they play, If they play Vatek, they will play yeah. against that guy, and that guy will beat them. When they play Clemson, they'll play against guys like that, and they will beat them. Yeah, I would venture to see what they look like against a Lamar Jackson and Louisville because the, that's a special playmaker. That's the difference. Yeah, They are really good at every facet of the game. They're not great at any part of the game. And when they play somebody that's transcendent, how do they equate for the difference of talent there? Let's move on from that. Florida 28, Kentucky 27. I think everybody in the world saw this coming. When you're watching that game, even though Kentucky had dominated, you go into the fourth quarter, Kentucky's up by 13. And you're thinking the whole time, like, okay, they're up by 13. That's two touchdowns wins the game, right? And and that's just how it is for Kentucky. Like, I, Florida I don't understand Jim McElwain's luck at all. Florida scored two touchdowns because Kentucky said, here, we're not going to cover somebody. We're going to play with 10 men, and we're going to leave one of your wide receivers wide open. Well, one of them, they, they had 11 guys on the field like they were supposed to. They just didn't cover the post guy, which is insane. At both, all. both of them, they didn't cover At the all. post guy. Like the guy but was wide open. It's How long is Kentucky going to be patient with Mark Stoops? Well, I think plenty long because Kentucky is not a place where there's pressure, and it's not a football school, and – like you talked about TCU not having pressure. I mean, God, he can go four and eight every year and he'd be fine. They're gonna I think fire him. he he would need to make a bowl every now and then. Well, and yeah, be but he's done, which that. is what he's doing. So, so yeah, uh, look, Florida took out Felipe Franks, benched him. He was seven to twelve for eighty-five yards with a touchdown. Not awful stats. He just couldn't spark the offense. What shocked me was who they put in. They put in Luke Del Rio. He I went could. nine out of fourteen for seventy-four yards. Had one pick. But he led two scoring drives in the fourth quarter, including that game-winning touchdown. And he saw the post guy that was wide open. He saw him. The dude's over there waving his hand, saying, nobody's guarding me, and he's only four yards from the end zone. Exactly. Literally every person I know that's in my phone right now, that I'm th- like the 400 people I'm Facebook friends with could have made that throw. I agree. Snap the ball, catch the ball, and just throw literally it shot put it that direction. It's still impressive. No, it's, it's, no, there's still, nothing impressive no, it's about impressive that. to win the game oh, when you're God. down by 13. I'm not look. I'm not Jim McElwain. I hope you keep credit. that job forever. Please look, stay the coach there forever. Let's talk about McElwain. Give him a lifetime contract. Let's go ahead and talk about McElwain. Please. He is 21 and nine at Florida right now in his first 30 games. Nine of his 21 wins have been by one possession. That's exactly That's what I would it. guessed. Now of the nine losses, though. He's 0-2 against Michigan, 0-2 against Florida State, 0-2 against Alabama. 1-1 against LSU. By an average score of 36-12. against Tennessee. His other three losses, no, he's 2-1 against Well, that's Michigan. right. They've already played Tennessee um, twice. His other year. three losses, besides Michigan, Florida State, and Alabama, 31-10 loss at Arkansas, 38-28 loss at Tennessee, 35-28 loss at LSU. Explain this to me. Like, he, he doesn't lose in the swamp. He's lost one time. That was Florida State. He hasn't he's, played a good team in the swamp. He's one feasting time. on weaklings. Well, yeah, the East. That's what and, we've talked about for two years. But yeah, you're right. No, that's 
I hope I hope he's I hope he stays there forever. I hope he I hope they give him a lifetime contract and and he's going to go to another SEC championship game and get beat by Alabama and he's going to say, look, the only guy I can't beat is, is Saban, and they're going to say, yeah, you're right. Here's a boatload of money and a contract forever. Please never like, leave. Just continue going to Atlanta and sex maybe we'll every get... shark you want. Yeah. Please do that because this guy is eventually going to start losing games. I I told you the other night. Fairy tale, fairy dust, and 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 horseshoes are not going to win games forever, and that's what he's done. He has just pulled out wins from the very deepest depths of his butt, and and I don't know how he keeps doing it, but congratulations! And guess what? In two weeks, you're going to play LSU, and you're going to stomp them. They're going to come into the swamp. You're going to beat the hell out of them because they're terrible, and you're going to get another notch on your bedpost. And I hope you keep doing that. They because, got Vanderbilt this week. Because, so of Vanderbilt come because back eventually, from... eventually, you are going to fall apart. Yeah. You cannot live this way forever. At some point in time, it all you. falls apart. I agree. I agree 100%. Um, let's talk about this. Here are the undefeated Power 5 teams that are left through four weeks. Okay. There's 130 Division One teams. There's 64, 65 Power five teams? I don't. Right? I don't know how many because some conferences are whack. Whatever. It's weird. Yeah. It's. It's. it's I think it's in 64. the 60s. It's in the 60s. Whatever it is, um, or maybe 70. I'm not sure. Either way, the list of power five teams that are still undefeated. You have Clemson, Wake Forest, Duke, Virginia Tech, and Miami. Now, Wake Forest plays at home against Florida State this week, which is. Funny because Florida State is winless and Wake Forest is undefeated. undefeated. Never, I don't remember that ever. Happening. I'm certain. I'm without without fact checking things because I don't really care about facts. But that, I'm certain that's never happened. Ever. And, and on top of that, <laughs> the other undefeateds play each other. Clemson goes to Blacksburg to play uh, Virginia Tech. Golly, it's going to be Miami plays at Duke on Friday night. That's going to be ruckus. Dukies, show up! Please show up one time for me. So listen. So at those tents out that you camp out for Duke football basketball games, show up for your boy Cutcliffe. Exactly. Now this that means there will be at the at the most three undefeateds on Saturday out of this. So there's five right now. There will be three by Saturday night. The Big Twelve has Oklahoma, TCU, and Texas Tech. Texas freaking Tech. That's surprising. They played Arizona State. They played Eastern Washington. Same Eastern Washington that beat Washington State to start last year. And they beat them fifty six to ten this year. I know it's a small school. I got you. It's still impressive to it's win. La- it's last year's team probably lost fifty people that we don't know their name. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Either way, that's a team that normally jumps up and bites people. Um, and then they beat Houston this week. No, yeah. and I think that's the first sign that Major Applewhite is not not very good. What, what we thought Major Applewhite. Yeah, I, well, think, I think he is what, what we thought. It, he was. He's exactly what I thought he was. Yeah. So that's that's three out of the Big Twelve. Big Ten. Michigan, Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Man, Penn State is better be thinking they're lucky damn stars that they have a freak on their hands. Yeah, because they would not be. Well, in I think this we kind of thought that last year, right? I think that's that's kind no. Of what we I don't thought. know that I gave them. And this is on me, I guess. I didn't give them any respect last year until I was really late to the Penn State party. I held out way longer than anybody I know, and I was wrong. You know, I should have given them more respect than that, but I just didn't. I, I, I thought Wisconsin was way better. I thought Michigan was way better. 
as bad as I hate to admit it, I thought Ohio State was way better. Yeah, I, I agree. So I thought they were the worst out of those four, and I was wrong. The Pac-12, there are four right now. There will be three by Friday night. You got Washington. Then you've got USC and Washington State who play on, what, Friday night? And then you have Utah. Is Utah surprising here? No, because I don't think Utah's played anybody. I mean, when you look at some of these schedules, I mean, Texas Tech is undefeated. Yeah, they haven't really done anything. Like, Utah's undefeated. Yeah, they're still playing cream puffs. Yeah. Like, at some point in time, we're going to get into play where it's going to matter. And then the SEC, only two. Alabama and Georgia. That's it. And I think both these teams are tested. They've both played big games, primetime games, and they've handled teams very, very easily. If this is not the year that Georgia wins the SEC East, then then when the hell are you going to do it? Speaking of winning, let's talk about my bookie for a minute. (laughs) MyBookie.ag, go check that thing out. It is the best online sports book, period. Cannot talk enough about these guys. Payouts in two business days. Uh, I'm, customer service is fantastic. Like we we've had a lot of friends sign up for this already. It is awesome. Yeah, the live odds are great. Yeah. Um, it, go use promo code WCE100. WCE for winning cures everything. 100 like the number. So it's WCE100. I'm telling you, best online sports book. I, most times when you do stuff like this online, you're, you're you're it's all offshore. But when I say customer service is good, like it's good. Like there's a chat box there, and you could say, "Hey, I'm I'm having an issue with this, or I've got a question about this, whatever it is." You can call and talk to somebody that speaks English and, if and, you want, to, and they'll and they'll or you tra- can talk and the they'll chat, chat with you, and or somebody will call you, and that person will call you will speak better English than I'm speaking now. They'll they'll be from an American number. Don't really know where they're from. Don't don't care as long as I can communicate with them, and and it's it's really helpful and yeah. they're really friendly. So and then the payout's so great. Yeah, the the promo code is awesome. So yeah. WCE one hundred, they will give you a one hundred percent deposit bonus. That means basically you're doubling your money just as soon as you deposit anything in there. So you put in fifty bucks, they're gonna give you 50, like literally. You put in a hundred, they're gonna give you a hundred bucks. It's easy. So, go check that thing out. You can get all your winners from us. We didn't have a great week last Ooh. week. Ooh. But overall on the year, we're still up. It's and we're good. Bad. So, you, it, as long as you're rolling with us, you're getting something at the end of the day. You could have faded me, and then and, and you're not going to hurt my feelings. I promise. <laughs> this past week, definitely. It was, it was bad. This past week was, was not bad. good. I let the dog make my picks this week. All right, so let's go on in. Let's talk about uh, all the power conferences. Um We'll, we can start off with Memphis if you want to. Memphis played Southern Illinois, one forty four thirty one. Defense looked awful. Love Memphis, um, but we, we don't need to talk. We, about we ain't got to talk too much about them. I know we're from there, but it is what it is. SEC, Texas A and M fifty, Arkansas forty three in overtime. Brett Bielema is now ten and twenty three in the SEC. At what point does this catch up with him? He has not beaten Texas A and M ever. I think. And I don't know. I, don't, I hate asking you to do stuff because it takes a long time. It's bad radio. We should have this prepared. I think his SEC record is really bad. That's what I just said. Ten and twenty. Ten and twenty-three. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I was I was SEC. thinking about. Do I want to ask you to look this up when you were talking? No, I didn't hear it. It's it's really bad. 
God, I've been defending him. I'm not. I'm not a fan of quick trigger firing coaches. This is year five. Well, he's look. He is one and two this year. What was he coming in? Was he twenty five and twenty six? Something like that. So he, I know he has a losing record overall right now. Yeah. It's twenty eight and twenty six, maybe or twenty five. No, he's he's twenty twenty six and twenty eight. Twenty six and twenty eight. I think yeah, that's, it. that's what. So it, reverse that. Um, man, this was a. This was a tough game. Now, I will tell you this, though. Like, if you didn't know both these coaches were on the hot seat and you just watched this game, if you didn't know anything about either of these coaches' resumes, you'd be like, man, that was an exciting game. That was a good game, and a and won. Yeah. And, and, and it was fun to watch, and nobody really choked it away. I don't know that Arkansas crapped it away or played badly or did anything like that. And so I'm thinking, you know, all right. Like, like I, I get this loss, but I also understand at some point in time, man, that record is rough, and and no one really cares. I will tell you this: I do not care about overall records because there are so many cream puffs thrown into every season. You know that I hate this. Yeah, and it, but the, and, it, the SEC and so the, record. Is so where I it look gets, at conference. Yeah, and 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 when your conference record's that bad, yeah, I think it's probably justifiable. I was the guy that's on the Bealman sideline saying, I "Hey, I don't think he's gone after this year because Jeff Long has made it a Jeff Long the AD at Arkansas has made it a point to to go on out and say, look, wins and losses are not the only thing that we're concerned with here." What he didn't point out is that Bealum was buyout buy out like sixteen million dollars. It is but, massive. But I was going to bring that up if you didn't. That is one like, of the reasons why you back your coach is is we would have to cut a big ass check. Which there's no doubt in my mind that if Jerry Jones had somebody that he knows he could go get, that's a drop in a bucket. For but him. the problem is, is I don't know that that person exists. I don't know that. They like, do who do you go get that you think is going to be better than Bealum? And therein lies the problem. Now, I think the SEC has made a lot of bad coaching hires in the past. I don't think Bielema was a bad coaching hire. No. I just I just think for some reason he's not winning games. I can't understand or explain it. But he wasn't a he wasn't a bad hire. He he just it's just not performing well, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Being the AD at Arkansas has to be easy because you really only have to appease three people. Yeah. You pick up the phone and say, Jerry, do you want him gone or do you want him to stay? No. Tyson, do you want him gone or do you want him to stay? No. Walmart, do you want him gone or do you want him to stay? No. Okay. And and once you pull those three people, you really don't give a damn what any other fans or any other fan bases think. Because yeah. those three are paying the bills for everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, let's move off that one. Alabama 59, Vandy 0. Not a whole lot to say here. Beat up, uh, beat up on a bunch of smart kids. Shame, shame on you. Your mamas would be so disappointed. I'm telling you right now. Alabama outgained Vanderbilt by 599 yards. You know where you didn't outgain them on? 497 rushing yards. You didn't. You didn't outgain them on the punt yards. They outpunted the shit out of you. Oh, you got that right. You shame, shame, shame. LSU 35, Syracuse 26. Now no, you watch nothing this. to talk about. Nothing, nothing here to talk about. Let's talk about the fact that Syracuse God. dominated. The line of scrimmage. God, this on is, both sides of the ball. LSU was this just a no? A, was no. it was it an emotional letdown because no. of the Mississippi State game, or is is LSU just not good? No, no. Like I, looking is, looking at this, looking at what LSU did, looking at Tennessee, looking at South Carolina and whatnot, looking at all these teams. I think Kevin Sumlin could win enough games to keep his job this year. Well, it depends on who's he who's he play in the East. 
He plays South Carolina this week, and he plays. Oh, he does get South Carolina. Yeah, and, and South Carolina, I don't think can score. No, they're hurt. God Almighty, that the the Debo loss Debo's is such a yeah. huge loss. Yeah, I don't think they can score without him. No, I don't either. Okay. I don't like that guy is almost like like Barkley to to Penn State. Isn't that crazy? Like, how good would Penn State be if Barkley just said, "Hey, I don't want to ruin my NFL career, so I'm just going to roll. I've already got enough highlight film to make me money." I'm just going to roll, guys. Here's what Penn, A&M has. Penn State immediately goes to the shitter. A&M hosts South Carolina this week. They play – oh, they host Alabama the week after that. Dropping. Alabama, we, we're not even different. That's that. different, yeah. Uh, at Florida, Mississippi that'll State. That'll be the game that'll that'll cost you your job or the, keep you a so, job. Well, they, they play at Florida. So, it's on the road. So, eh, we'll see what happens. But they host Auburn. They host Mississippi State. They host New Mexico. They play at Ole Miss and at LSU. Like I think there's there's four games they could probably lose, maybe five if you count LSU, but like, I don't think they're going to lose all of them. All right, so let's get back to the LSU statement. I don't think LSU is going to win a single SEC game. Get out of here with that. I'm not kidding. Get and out I'm, of here. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I watched this team play. They're getting pushed around by it, – it's not like Syracuse brought a high-flying offense in and just did like spread the ball out, cut them up with quick, you know, slant, speedy passes and stuff. One-on-one coverage, DBs against wide receivers, and the wide receivers were dusting them. LSU is a place where you used to go to play secondary, to play DB, go man-to-man against folks, not play sissy-ass zone, and and you go to the NFL. And that's not that's not there. Here's their SEC schedule. You ready for this? At Florida. Going to get stomped. Auburn. Going to get stomped. At Ole Miss. I think we lose that game because Ole Miss can score. Ole Miss offense is better than Syracuse. I promise you that. I don't know about all that. I think they are. Yeah, they might be. I mean, they got talent. They they still have talent. Uh, at Alabama, um, Arkansas, at Tennessee, and then they host A&M to close out. We're going to lose to Butch Jones in Knoxville. That's going to happen. That's Well, that depends on if he's still the coach. Well, well, then we'll lose to whoever the interim is. Well, speaking, in of, speaking of Butch Jones, Tennessee 17, UMass 13. This is a damn shame. Did you see what the crowd was like? They now, left. I, I had heard that there was a walkout planned, right? And they were all going to walk out after the first quarter That's right. as a protest yep. against this coaching staff. Yep. And I'll be damned if they didn't do it. Yeah. I mean, there was... I guarantee you there was maybe a 1,000 people in that 100,000-seat stadium. It doesn't matter. All right, so let me tell you a little bit something about UMass. UMass is 0-4, and they're really, really, really bad. Yeah. They're playing with a backup quarterback, so not even the starting quarterback for a shitty UMass team. Yeah. And they still score 13 on them and almost win the game. Well, they, they had the ball with a chance to win. No, they, they, had, a, they had a drive to win. No, this is this is not a, oh, it was close and we pulled the, you know, the, the put the brakes on and kind of walked out and they got some garbage time. No, no. This was, they had a chance to win the game. One of the worst offenses in the country, one of the worst defenses in the country, yeah. just held you to 17, scored 13 on you and had a drive at the end of the game with a backup quarterback at already one of the worst offices in the country to win the game at your place. That's not good. That's I'm That's not good. I cannot I cannot fathom this guy still having a job. Well, I look, am not for firing coaches in the middle of the season. We'll see him, what happens with Georgia this week. And and him and, and, and a gentleman that I just dislike for being an ass deserved to be fired middle of the season. 
For those that don't know, he's discussing Brian Kelly. That 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 just needs to happen. Just for the they need to understand public shame. Oh, Les Miles good. did not need to be fired in the middle of the season. South Carolina seventeen, Louisiana Tech sixteen. Louisiana Tech owned this ball game the entire game, and South yes, Carolina sir. found ways to get it done. They, they got a, it in. Kick a walk off field goal to win the ball game seventeen sixteen. Uh, not much to say on this one. South Carolina can't score without Debo's angle. South Carolina is going to struggle in games, but I will tell you this. They are going – you don't ever want to bet them as a favorite, but I would still bet them as a dog because Will Muschamp's guys will still play hard. Oh, yeah. They don't have talent. We we made that clear before the season started. They don't have the talent to win these. But I thought they would fight harder than the other schools would fight. And aside from Georgia, I think they do. They just don't have the the boys to actually do a lot of stuff. They're going to play hard. Yeah, you want them as a dog. You want to bet them against them as a favorite. That's how you play them. Auburn fifty one, Missouri fourteen. Uh, Barry Odom came out and he, had a, he go cry in the car. He he had a state of the union address, basically saying that I'm, I understand that this sucks and it doesn't suck for anybody more than me, and but we're going to get a turnaround. No, you're not. This is a year and a half in. No, you're not. not. A year and four games in. You're not going to get a turnaround, Barry. I don't think he's going to. I don't know. You're not going to do it. Because this is bad looking right now. It's not and good. I understand tearing something down to build it back up. but like, And honestly, at Missouri, he may have time and patience to, oh, no, to no, do no. that. I actually think that if you're going to do it at an SEC school, you just go to your, your athletic department you just let them know. As he, I, you almost didn't we're, even we're realize clean. that Missouri was still in the SEC. Yeah, we're, we're cleaning house. And we're going to do some things different, which means we're going to have some bad years. Are you with me or not? Yeah, if you're with and me, that, then and that cool. needs and that conversation need needed to happen. If that's happened, then I'm not saying fire him, but I am saying this: you want free money, just take them. Just well, take whoever they're playing. I'm going and, to say and this. don't look at the number. It's going to be big. Don't no, look at the number. Nobody wanted that job last year. No. Nobody wanted to get in with all the protests and all that stuff. Like and, the, and the enrollment at Missouri is down like twenty percent, twenty some percent. Honest conversation. Same. LS, uh, LSU's in the same boat with Ordron. Honest conversation. Nobody wanted that job. He does not deserve. Barry Odom is catching flack, and he is wearing the weight of a program, and he is not qualified for that job. And it's going to yeah. mess him up because I bet it hurts him getting a coordinator job that he is qualified for down the road. I think he'll be fine as a coordinator because he's a great defensive coordinator. No, he's he, a defensive he, coordinator he was, under but, Fuente. But, God, man, I mean, how will somebody touch him? I think that – I mean, my God, people hired Gene Chizik afterwards. Yeah, you know? but like, Chizik – There's all sorts of stuff. That, that but they always on. had a good defense at Auburn. They just couldn't score. Look, at Paul Rhodes from Iowa State that could never win at Iowa State, defense coordinator at uh, Arkansas. Right okay. Now. No, so, like, you're right. You, you see, like, they, they'll be able to get jobs. Because he, he was a good co- – he just did – he was an interim guy that got handed the job because nobody else wanted it. And I think Orgeron, LSU's in the same boat. In, in, I think people wanted that LSU job. I don't think they did a good job going out and finding guys. You're, I had a really hard conversation with a friend of mine today for lunch about how I feel about Joe Oliva. It's not good. Oliva makes emotional decisions. <laughs> I, I think Les Miles deserved to be able to finish the season. He's the winningest coach in LSU history. 100%. And he had a national championship. And I know that it looked bad at the end. It it did not help us get a better hire. So would, why would, fire would him? Would the record have been any different if Miles had been your coach? What benefit did it give us? Because the only reason you go ahead and make the fire is most coaches won't talk about an open job unless 
uh, about a job unless the job's open. But I mean, so, you could still let him go and let him finish out the season. Well, like that. That I but would, unless but you I don't really even, were but thinking I have done about, that. I wouldn't have if, done that. I if, won't disrespect him that if way. If you were really thinking about having Ed Orgeron take this job, then yes, it made sense to bring him in as the interim. That's right, and, that, and, and that's what it kind of You wanted like. to have a feeler, but that's that was complete disrespect to Les. It I was agree. absolute disrespect to a man that earned it. He earned it, and and now, man, I'm I've, I've been trying to give Orgeron some some time, but. This it is, don't look good right now. I know this. You are what your record says you are, and this looks exactly like he looked at Ole Miss. Hey, well, I mean, he's got more wins already. <laughs> but you get my point. They ain't pretty. No, they ain't And they're not against anybody. They're against cream puffs. Yeah. You BYU the, is not you, good you this You beat year. the worst BYU team I've ever seen in my life. Not, not recent. In my life. Yeah. I've never seen a BYU team this bad. Yeah. You beat Chattanooga. Congratulations. And you barely... You barely beat Syracuse and the fans for a night game at LSU. 20,000 people showed up. Yeah, it wasn't good. It was not good. That's that's a problem. That's not what you want to have happen. You had everybody in that. Now, I'll tell you this. If I lived around there and I went to ball games, I had the money to go to ball games, I would still go support the team. Like, I don't like this. We're not winning, so I'm not going to games bullshit. If you're a fan, be a fan. All right? You can dislike somebody. Being at Tennessee and seeing the losing for so long is different. Man, this guy's this guy's coached four home games as the head coach. Not like, even that. Come on, like two, you, two you, home games. Two this home games. See, that's home right. Because the first game was a neutral. Yeah, like it doesn't matter. Like this is you got to still stand by him. I'm not saying he, he's going to be my coach forever, but but damn, show up at the game and support him. Yeah. Don't no. don't go twenty thousand strong in a hundred thousand seat stadium. Yeah, it's kind that's of, some kind bunk. Of all right, we're running long, but let's uh, let's roll through the rest of these right quick. Big Ten, uh, Notre Dame stomped on Michigan State. We talked about that a little bit. Thirty-eight, eighteen. Uh, Michigan beat up on Purdue, twenty-eight, ten. That was not surprising, but kind of surprising. Everybody like it, Purdue was the hot pick, right? Like it, the line was ten. I think Purdue's still going to be the hot pick for me. I, I think they're look they're well coached, but Michigan just had so much more talent. Right. So much more talent. Uh, UCF beat up on Maryland, thirty-eight to ten. The reason we bring this up. One, UCF looks like they are really good under Scott Frost, which could be Nebraska's next coach. We'll see. Whatever. Um, but Maryland lost their backup quarterback after losing their starting, starting quarterback quarter. oh. in the first game. So their backup quarterback was a true freshman, and he's out for the year now. So not good. Not no. good for DJ Durkin. I, I had high hopes for Maryland this year. I don't think they're going to be very good, though. Uh, Ohio State 54, UNLV 21, Nebraska 27, Rutgers 17. That was a scary ball game. Because if Nebraska had lost that game, Riley, I don't I don't know what happens with this guy now. Like the the term hot seat and thin ice just don't work anymore. Like there there's a different word for guys like him and Butch Jones. Where it's it's over, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, there's really, no way of saving the job after you lose the fan base. I was just about to say it really is over. Yeah, it, it's over for them. Indiana beat up on Georgia Southern. Uh, we'll move to the Big Twelve. Texas Tech beat Houston. We talked about that a little bit. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Oklahoma and Baylor, forty-nine, forty-one. Sooners win. Boomer Sooner. Um, it, All right. I don't know what to make of this. Like, it was uh, Baylor just fired up? No, or? no, no, no. Listen, okay. Matt Rule talked about how. Um, I, you can't hang on moral victories a lot, okay? And but you can use some every now and then when you've lost when the Liberty. You're, when you're Baylor right now, moral victories are a big deal. Matt Rule 
didn't go home all week, slept in his office, did everything he could to try to find a way to beat Oklahoma. And you know what? He gave them all the hell he wanted. They led in that game. They had a chance to win that game. They were in it, and nobody gave them a chance. I'm going to tell you this. Rule, take the moral victory. He's not going to because he's a football coach, and moral victories don't matter to these guys. Take the moral victory. The problem is now you got to do this against Kansas State and everybody else that's in the Big Twelve. Yeah, but you got to go out. You got to get a win. I I think. I think right now, before that game started, not right now. I don't know what it is now. Before that game started, the over under on victories for them for the rest of the season was point five. I think after seeing how hard they played against Oklahoma, they'll win a couple of games. I'm with you. I agree with that. Uh, West Virginia beat Kansas 56-34. Kansas is just not a very good team. Uh, but West Virginia's defense gave up a lot of points there. A lot of points, a lot of yards. To a did, bad team. Yeah, that, did, that didn't look good. They better buckle that up before TCU in two weeks. You got that right. Uh, ACC, Duke beat North Carolina 27-17. to uh, Wake Forest eked out one against uh, App State 20-19. Clemson and Boston College were tied at seven going into the fourth quarter. And Clemson ended up running away with it, thirty-four to seven. How did you talk to me about this earlier? I think the shutdown full cast guys the, talked about the, it. This, I did, way. I, this is not from me. The shutdown full cast, our buddy Ryan was uh, was joking around. He said that this game was like a fourteen-year-old kid sitting at the house, mom and dad going out on a Saturday night. And they say, "Okay, son, we're going to be gone for the next four or five hours. I need you to take out the trash, wash the dishes, um, make your bed, you know, make your bed, clean your room, and you do what a fourteen-year-old boy does for four and a half hours. You get a text and say, "Hey, we're on our way home," and you haven't lifted a finger. So you, as sloppily as humanly possible, you drag the trash out to the street you throw dishes everywhere you throw your cover comforter over your bed with your clothes all over it and you very half-assed do it this was clemson clemson literally went into to boston college and just fiddle farted around for three quarters and then was like holy crap we're supposed to beat this team all right let's beat them and then as sloppily as they could they mustered out a 34 to 7 win exactly that Um, that was that was ryan or boy from Shut down full yeah, cast. Yeah, Ryan Nanny. Yeah, he, he's celebrity. Yeah, yeah he, yes, that's right. Great, great Twitter name. He, uh, he. That was all his statement, not mine. So. Florida, not Florida. Friday, Friday. Good gracious. Uh, Friday night, Virginia. I can't talk to save my life, man. That's all right. Um, Virginia goes to Boise and beats up on Boise State, forty-two to twenty-three. I think Boise State's going to have a really hard time winning. Since Chris Peterson's left, they cannot figure this thing out. I don't. I don't think Brian Harson is very good. Um, you know, he was at Arkansas State. He did pretty good at Arkansas State, but even there, he kind of had some problems. I don't think he's great. Um, I don't. Virginia. Think... You remember early in the year? So Virginia went two and ten last year. They are currently three and one. And Bronco, I, I told Bronco you, Mendenhall turning this thing around. I told you to start off the season that they would be my most improved ACC team, yeah. and it's certainly looking that way right now. Like there's still a long way to go. They they still got to get into ACC play, but I think they can win a few games. They I think I think the Who's might go bowling this year. Six and six, maybe three and one right now. Yeah, but let's see. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Miami fifty two, Toledo thirty. This is Miami's first game uh, since week one. This was kind of a trendy upset pick. Uh, Miami was favored by 
13, 14, something like that. But Toledo was undefeated and, and moving the football, and they put up some points. Yeah, he put up 30 but, points. But Miami has got some hosses. They yeah. got players. Mark Rick is a hell of a coach. 52 to 30 was the score on that. Virginia Tech, 38, Old Dominion, nothing. Uh, don't need to talk about that. Georgia Tech, 35, Pitt, 17. Don't even need to talk about that. Pitt is bad. Awful. That's a bad football team right now. Pat Narduzzi has got problems. This problems. is why I believe that we got to give LSU a little bit more time. Cannon's offense looks bad. It's still the same players that were there last year. Give him time because his offense is really good. See Pitt last year. See Pitt this year. Louisville 42, Kent State 3. Uh, that's not surprising. Louisville did not cover the number, but they they were five points off from it. I was just but about to say, to the number is, was 45. Exactly. It's just ridiculous. All right, and we'll close out. Pac-12, uh, Washington 37, Colorado 10. I was surprised by this. I had Colorado plus 10 and a half. A lot of people. Kirk Herbstreet had, on college game day, he said that Colorado would win the game outright. I think we maybe underestimated Washington this year. Like, Chris Peterson's a hell of a coach. Chris Peterson is really, really good. Yeah, he's a great coach. There's just nothing else to say about that. USC 30, Cal 20. Uh, that was kind of a trap game. Cal was in that game until the fourth quarter. Yeah, and that's, I mean, this is what happens. you got a more talented team, but Cal did cover the number. I, I think Justin Wilcox is a good coach. No, I think he's a good coach. I, me and you have talked about this. I've I probably said it already once on this podcast and don't remember because we're going like an hour and 20 minutes here. Um... Sam Darnold, the biggest disappointment in college this year, college football. Well, they're still undefeated. But but think about the hype that came into this season. I, I think it's impossible to live up to that hype. I, I don't think anybody can live up to that kind of hype. You might be right. I mean, think about Matt Leinart. Like, I think, I, think his, I think he's very average. Yeah. I don't even know that he's exceptional. I don't even know that he's, like, really good. I, but, think, I think he's pretty good. I don't. I don't know that he's number one draft pick. Good, but I don't know that look, I've seen his numbers do anything that says, "Man, we should even consider him for the Heisman." Like, don't no. look at what he did last no, year. No, no, no. Forget last year. As far as Heisman goes, like he's he'll not. Have to he's have not in the conversation games. right like, now. He'll have to have huge games against Notre Dame. And, yeah, and what? And I'm not saying he can't get there, but right now he doesn't get invited. No, and he was the favorite to win it. Still a lot of season left. I, I, I understand. I totally I, – I get that. We're week four. We're having conversations now. But grading the, the on – The hype was impossible to The hype was bad. Oh, yeah. The, the hype was wrong, too. Right? I don't it's know that wrong. I've ever remembered hype being that bad off, though. Uh, I mean, there's been spots. I can't think of any off the Usually top of my head. Usually those guys are good and somebody else comes by that's exceptional. He's been very boring. All right. Well, think about – all right, yeah, he's been pretty boring. I was about to say, like, Johnny Manziel in his second year. I tell you uh, all the time, man, you can be good and you can be terrible. You cannot be boring. And, and that's what he is right now. I think a bird just, like, crashed into this window. <laughs> it's entirely possible. It just scared the hell out of me. Uh, Utah 30, Arizona 24. Utah keeps winning games against not great competition. They're always close. Uh, interesting fact from this, though, they did lose. You remember they had a, a young quarterback that beat out their senior captain. Yep. Uh, but the senior captain came in in this one because the young quarterback got, got hurt. So Utah wins thirty to twenty four at Arizona. Arizona State gets a win at home over Oregon. This was your your lock of the week. Well, this man. was my best pick. Was Oregon, Oregon minus, minus fifteen and a half, and, and they lose straight out. Got that ass whipped. Pac twelve after dark, buddy. You know how that is. You know exactly how. With it, Taggart, get your ass up. So they got Cal this week. 
and they're 14-point favorites. I don't like it. I ain't touching them. <laughs> Stanford 58, UCLA 34. Stanford brought in, uh, what's the kid's name, KJ whatever. Uh, Chris got hurt, their quarterback. They weren't looking good with Chris, at quarterback. As soon as they bring in this KJ kid, the offense just explodes. And part of that is UCLA's defense is awful. Bad. Awful. And Rosen put up numbers again. Like, humongous numbers. But he did have two picks again, and... He, look, he's just going to throw the ball up there. He, like, this guy slings it. Like, like we we grew up with Brett Favre, okay? And we grew up with that Brett Favre being a gun, and like kind of coined the term gunslinger. Man, I don't know that we've ever, like the term gunslinger doesn't work for what this dude does. It's pretty insane. It, it, it's I fun mean, he to just, watch. He just throws it, just slings it. He yeah. really needs to go to one of these one of these Big 12 teams. That really does. Like, really does, what would he it, look like at Texas State? What would he look like at Wazoo? Oh, man, he'd be – Lord, they'd throw it 100 times a game. I mean, would Le- Leach just would dominate – he'd take over the world if he had a quarterback like this. Ball games would last six hours. <laughs> just slinging six it. Hours. They, they'd never run the football. Slinging. Never run the football. And uh, in Washington State, Mike Leach and whatnot, uh, they won 45-7 to over Nevada. And, uh, and yeah, that's that's the recap. That's it. Anything else you want to talk about? Lost a lot of money. Yeah, this wasn't a good week for Vegas. Us. Vegas had their way with me. Well, week four is about when everything starts to turn the way that it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, so it's time to readjust. So we'll, we'll, we'll get our wins this week, but that's coming. So Thursday's pick day. Friday is big game day. We'll get to that later on this week. For now, though, that's going to wrap it up. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. You can follow us on Twitter, at winningcures. You can follow myself, at GaryWCE. You can follow me at Chris B. Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show, that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551 226 9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team, or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time, have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast.